house of the Lord this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I, uh, let's give the band and all the singers a hand. Didn't they do a wonderful job this morning? Praise the Lord. I uh, walked back here to finish up right after we got done with the offering, and uh, how many? Uh, I, I normally do I have to get get on my siblings, my brother and my sister, but my sister was looking over at my brother saying, will you get them bass licks right? And then he was looking back at her saying, will you get on beat? So, <laughs> so I'm thinking, would y'all get your act together? I'm getting ready to go preach. So <laughs> how many of you appreciate my family, all the singers and worshipers this morning? Amen. Praise the Lord. I'd like to say thank you for all the new people that are here this morning, the ones that joined us also for water baptism. We're glad you're here in the house of the Lord. How many of you believe that we're living in the last days? We're believing that the Spirit of God is going to be poured out in the last days. It's going to be poured out on your family. It's going to be poured out on my family. No matter what it looks like right now, I believe that we're living in the last days. I believe that the Word of God promises us that the Spirit of the Lord is going to be poured out on us and our family and our children and our grandchildren. Can you say amen? Hey, Grandma and Granddaddies, how many of you believe the Spirit of God is going to be poured out on your grandkids? It, you know, it might not look, I was sharing with Brother Brock down in Sunday school, it might not look like it used to look for you and I at church for our, you know, the, the, the younger generation coming up, but it's the same Spirit, it's the same moving of the Holy Spirit. Without the moving and working of the Holy Spirit, nothing happens anyway. Amen? Nothing happens anyway. So I'm just believing that God is fixing to do something great in our church. I'm just so, I'm just so proud of uh, our leadership team. I just kept echoing, echoed in my, my, my mind just yesterday as I was thinking about our leadership team. Uh, Sister Tina Bartley always says, God is building, God is building a strong team here at Calvary. And that's for, the reason for, the move of the Spirit is going to touch our church like never before. Amen? So I just appreciate everyone that does such an incredible job here. I, I want to preach just for a few minutes before we go into water baptism. Uh, the second, um, second part on encountering God. There's a lot of things that can happen in our life. It's a lot of, how many of you have had a lot of good things happen in your life? How many of you have encountered bad things happening in your life? And you know, we have a tendency to remember both, don't we? We have a tendency to remember all the good things we've had the encounter with, and we also have a, a tendency to remember the bad encounters uh, that we've had. But God wants you and I to truly encounter Him. He truly wants us to have an, an encounter. Think about having an encounter with the God of the universe. Think about encountering the presence of Almighty God that hung the stars in His place. You see those beautiful rainbows over the rain. Just We could go on and on, but being able to encounter the mighty power and presence of God. And brothers and sisters, there's nothing else in our life that truly matters any more than encountering 
the presence of God in our life. When we encounter the presence of God in our life, we get our mission, we get our calling when we encounter the power and presence of God. We also get a vision for what God wants. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18 says, And we, who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory, are being transformed into His likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is spirit. The point, God wants you and I to walk in the midst of a situation in our life with the glory of the Lord on our life. God wants you and I to walk into the midst of a bad situation in our life and encounter the power and presence of God in our life. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 19 puts it this way. But you are a chosen people. Let's let's say that together. You are a chosen people, a royal, you're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into this wonderful life. How many of God has called you out of darkness into that wonderful light? How many of you would say with me, I once was lost, but now I've been found. I once was blind one that one time, but now I can see. Now, come on, some of your old codgers out there listening to me this morning, you used to be some rough old guys out there. You did some crazy things when you were younger, didn't you? Okay, and, and you ladies don't act like all of you were angels either, Okay. But you can testify this morning, I once was lost, but now I am found. I once was blind, but now today I can see the glory of the Lord on my life. But we don't want to just stop there. I want to still encounter God's presence and God's glory. I want to encounter a revival at Calvary Assembly of God Church. And I believe before the end, we're going to encounter His glory. Come on, that was a little weak. Am I? Just give me a a Presbyterian nod or a a Baptist handshake or something. Come on. How many of you believe that we're going to experience the power and presence of God at Calvary Assembly of God Church? Upon the moving and the power and the presence of God, He gives us our mission, He gives us our calling, and He gives us our vision of what he wants to do. And not only does he want to re- in revive you and I, when we are revived, we're to go out and change our community for the Lord. See, God wants to reveal himself to you because he wants you to encounter him. I love this quote by uh, Tommy Tenney writes, It's time for us to drop every distraction and religious work to position ourselves at his feet to encounter him. Now, how many of you, like me, you have just a lot going on? Come on, you got a lot going on in your life, and the enemy will make sure that you have a lot going on in your life, won't he, sister? He'll, he'll make sure he adds to that because he wants you to be so busy, as I taught a couple of weeks ago, that your plate is so full that you don't have time to have an encounter 
with God. We have to have a hunger for Him. We have to have a a passion for Him, a longing to feel His presence, a desire to be overwhelmed with Him. As I spoke last week, I'm realizing in my my life at 55 years old that, that nothing matters anymore to me than experiencing the power and presence of God. When I was younger... Most of you are like me. You had to experience other things in your life. But as you get older, you realize, God, I need you more than I need anything. I need you, Lord, I need you more, Lord, than I needed you yesterday. The old hymn song says, the old hymn says I need you more today, Brother Art, than I did yesterday. And I sang that song, Brother Mark, over and over. Lord, I need you more today than I needed you Saturday. I need your power and I need your presence. Isaiah 6, 1 through 3, put it this way. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on the throne. And he was high and exalted in the train of his robe, filled the temple. And above him was the seraphims, which with each six wings, with two wings they covered their face, with two they covered their feet, with two they were flying, and they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty, the whole earth is full of his glory. Come on, can you say amen? The whole earth, it was full of his glory. Isaiah said, I saw the Lord. How many of you want to see the, feel the Lord's presence? How many of you need to feel the Lord's presence? 1 Peter chapter uh, 2, 9 put it this way, and I just read it a few minutes ago. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, that people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of Him who has called you out of darkness again into that marvelous light. God wants to settle the issue of yesterday in your life. God wants you to get closer to you, but every time He will deal with the issues in your life and the things or the how of the things you are carrying from the past. God wants to settle the issues of yesterday in your life. How many of you have some yesterday things in your life? Come on, we all do, don't we? We all got some yesterday things in our life. But I want to testify to you this morning that Paul said, listen to these words. It'll set some of you free. Forgetting those things which are behind. See, you're going to have a hard time encountering God. You're going to have a hard time encountering the presence of God if you hold on to your past. Well, Pastor, you don't know what I did yesterday or the day before, the day before, the years before. I want to set somebody free today. If it was just last night or 5 o'clock in the morning this morning that you made a bad mistake, I mean a bad mistake or a small mistake, God tells me 
in the Word. Listen, church, forgetting those things which are behind, now I'm going to press forward to the prize of the high calling. Yes, I messed up. Maybe I have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But I come to testify to you this morning. Your your past is behind you. Grab a hold of your future and grab a hold of it. Don't worry about what this one says. Don't worry about what that one says. Don't worry about what maybe some church member says. You just remember what God said in the book. Forget about it. Grab a hold of the future and move forward. And God has got great things in store for you. But I got some religious people. I got some religious people that want to stand up and say, Well, Pastor, you know, look what the sin they committed. Why don't we let God roll the tape of your life on this screen? What does the heart say? I hope not. But all of us would say that. Let's just be honest. All of us would say that, Brother Jerry, I hope not. Oh, we we. Don't we want to be all religious sometimes? Well, I go to church, I read my Bible, I pray, I kind of got my act together here. But, but what about that young boy, that young girl, what, even about that grandmother, that granddaddy? No matter who it is, we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, maybe, I know a lot of you men are like me, and I was talking to somebody this morning. I rode up to a, I rode up to a, 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 a drive-through this week, and, 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 and one of the kids had an earring in their nose and in their, in their ear. And I was, grew up with a dad that told me and my brother that if you come in the house with an earring in your ear or nose, I'm going to cut your ear and nose off. Okay, but, but listen, the first thing that my heart wants to do is want to, I want to judge them. You got to forget your past. I don't care if it was five minutes ago. Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind. How many of you, like me, sometimes you struggle with that? Or maybe you're walking with God, and you're reading your Bible, and you're praying, and you're fasting, and inviting people to church, but still, tomorrow, I messed up. Well, let me just help you out this morning, okay? There was no one that walked on the face of this earth that was perfect but Jesus Christ. And we're all going to fail, and we're all going to make mistakes, and we're all going to mess up. But thank God for His glory and His mercy and His grace. So if any of us here are going to encounter the glory of God, if any of us is going to encounter the glory and presence of God, every one of us are going to have to forget our past. If we're going to listen... If we're going to encounter revival, we're going to have to forget our past, grab hold of the future as God works in our heart and reveals His glory to us. Can you give the Lord a hand?
what does this, what does this encounter with God do for you and I? I wrote just a few things down. This encounter, this assignment, will have a vision that will seem impossible to you. So when, you, when we have an encounter with God, it's not like us going out to eat with our best friend. See, when we have an encounter with God, it's not sitting down and having a conversation with the pastor and his wife. See, when we have an encounter with God, it's not having a good sitting down, having a good meal with someone. But when you encounter God, you're encountering the Almighty. You're encountering the God that spoke to Abraham. He spoke to Isaac. He spoke to Jacob. You're encountering the God that spoke to Paul and Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John. You're encountering the God of this Word, this living Word. And when you encounter the presence and power of God, He has something that He wants you and I to accomplish and do. It's just this encounter that you and I need to have with God is not just for us. Now, how many would say we are a self-absorbed culture? Three of you, okay. How many of you believe that we're a self-indulged culture? It's about me, right? It's about me, myself, and I. But when you have an encounter of, for, with God, it's for you. But it's God is going to ask you to step out. Somebody needed to hear this. God is going to ask you to step out when you encounter God. And he is going to give you a mission and vision for your life. Now, how many of you believe that God already has your life planned out when you were born? Now, how many of you like me, you messed some of that up? few of you. But God has a, a plan. He has a, he has a purpose for each one of us. Well, 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 Pastor, I'm up in age. That does not mean that God does not have a purpose and He has a plan for your life. I got a call from a, a, a youth pastor just, a, well, last week. And he said, will you have coffee with me? And it was a church not real far from here. And I was sitting talking to him, and he, he didn't come to down his pastor whatsoever. He said, I, my, my pastor's 70 years old, and he said, Pastor Kevin, he has no fire in his bosom. It's like he just comes and preaches a sermon and leaves, and we very seldom have communication with him. What do I do? Tomorrow I will sit back down with him and just try to lead him the way I feel like the Lord wants him to be led. But you know what? All that pastor needs, not to be condemned or not for another pastor or anyone to condemn him. He needs just, a, just, just like all of us, he needs a true encounter again with God. We all, we all at times, it seems like we get like kind of backing up from, from God's presence. But all that pastor really needs, he's not a bad pastor or a bad man. He needs an encounter with the Holy Spirit like all of us need. Because at 70 years old, if he would get that encounter with God back, Lord only, knew, Lord only knows what God can do in his life. 
So, Pastor, I'm 65 or 70 years old. Just let's look at it this way. You're just getting started. I was kind of complaining that my mom three or four weeks ago, you know, I said, Mom, I hate kind of getting old. She said, what are you complaining about? They're the good years of your life. You get Medicaid, you get Medicare, you get health care, you, you get to go to the Hardee's, get your Burger King, get stuff cheaper. What are you complaining about? I like being old. What I want to say to you is age doesn't matter. When you have an encounter with God, He gives you an assignment. And that assignment, I want to talk to the kind of older generation. God has great things planned for your life. Get up in the morning expecting, I'm going to have an encounter with God. He's going to give me an assignment, and I'm going to walk that assignment out for the rest of my life. Amen? Jeremiah 29 up, uh, 11 put it this way. For I, I, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. God says, I'm declaring this, that I know the plans I have for you. And maybe you say, well, you don't know me, Pastor. You don't know my life. You don't know what I've walked through or what's happened to me or what I've done. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I have declared, I have plans for you. And listen to what kind of plans he says. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. He says, I'm going to, I don't care what you've done in the past. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declare the Lord. Plans to, let's say it together, prosper you and not what? Not to harm you. Plans to give your hope, give you hope and give you a future. Listen to Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8 and 9. It says, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, this is Isaiah, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Isaiah said, Here I am, send me. God said, Go and tell these people. Let's say it all together. Lord, send me. Let's say it out loud. Lord, send me. No matter my age, Lord, send me. Lord, use me. Lord, put a fire back in me. Lord, fill me up with your Holy Spirit and send me out, Lord. Don't matter how small you are or how old you are, God still has a plan, Sister Rosemary. He still has a purpose. He still has a design for your life. You can leave this building knowing, God, you still have a purpose. You still have a plan. No matter my age, and God, you are going to use me great in your kingdom. Can we give the Lord a hand? Paul had an encounter with God in Acts chapter 9 in verse 3 through 6. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and he heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. And he replied, now get up. And Jesus telling Paul, now get up and go to that city. Some of you need to get up. Some of you need to get up off of your 
fun of do nothing spiritually some of you need to get up off of your and I'm gonna preach this some of you need to get up off of your buns of do nothing and go and do what God has asked you and commissioned you to do well you know it's the pastor's job if you are saved you better be serving Come on, if you're saved, you better be serving. Well, you know, the building will be warm whether I do anything or I don't do anything. The kids will be picked up on the bus whether I do anything or whether I don't do anything. The weeds will get sprayed whether I do anything or don't do anything. God is saying it's your responsibility to serve. Paul said... When I had an encounter, look, look, when God, when, look when Paul got his mission. He said, when he was changed on the road to Damascus. And he said, now get up and go to that city and you will be told what you must do. When you get your assignment or vision, your assignment will require you, like Paul, to take a step of faith. To take a step of faith. Your assignment will require you to step into something that will seem uncertain. When I stepped out into full-time ministry, you talked about uncertainty, and you talked about not knowing what would happen. But Acts chapter 20, verse 22 says, And now, compelled by the Spirit, Paul said, I'm going to Jerusalem not knowing what will happen to me there. When you get an encounter with God and you get your assignment, it's going to require you to step out by require you to step out by faith. Paul said, I got my assignment and I'm going to step out by faith and accomplish that assignment. Paul said, I'm going to step out. I'm going forward. I don't know what's going to happen, but by faith, I'm just going to be obedient to my assignment, bringing people into the kingdom of God. It's those little steps of obedience to your assignment that God will move you further into your assignment and use you greater. It's those little steps of obedience, just being obedient to what God tells you to do in your assignment that God will grow your assignment into something greater. Praise the Lord. Second of all, expect resistance. When you have an encounter with God, knowing it's just not just for you, it's for you to reach out into your community, into your family. Whatever that assignment is for you that God has given you, expect resistance. How many of you will raise your hands and say, there is a devil out there? Some of you would put up, I would put up two hands. But any time that you move into your assignment, expect resistance. Acts chapter 20, verse 23, he says, I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me, warns me that prison and hardship I'm going to face. Knowing that when you step out to do what God has asked you to do, there's going to be hardship that you're going to face. Buckle up, the devil doesn't like you. How many, after you give your life to Christ, even today, it seems like the more you try, the more the enemy fights you. 
that's just an indication should be to you and I that we're on the right track. That we're on the right track. Expect resistance. 1 Thessalonians 2, 18 says, For we want to come to you, certainly, I, Paul, did again and again and again, but Satan stopped us. Satan put barriers up. Satan put traps up. Satan brought lies against me. Satan started trouble in my family. Satan put sickness on my family. Satan tried to stop us. But Paul said, no matter how bad it gets, I am going to carry out my assignment for God. So buckle up. Whatever God has asked you to do, the devil is going to bring resistance But you just move forward, for greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Lastly, look at your neighbor and say, focus on eternity. How many of you looking for to go to heaven? How many of you you wouldn't care if the rapture would take place like right now? I'd like to get these kids baptized. So let's, let's say in the next 15, 20 minutes that the rapture of the church would take place. Amen? Marta said, Chrissy's not in here, but uh, Marta said here not long ago, it was, uh, I don't know, four or five weeks ago. How many of you know that Chrissy can cook good? How many yeah. Chrissy cook good? Marta said, she was going down the road, and she told us, she said, you know, Dad, Mom? She said, I know that God is going to allow Chrissy to go to heaven before the rapture of the church so she can cook at the marriage supper of the Lamb. <laughs> how many of you want to, how many of you ready for? For Jesus to come by. This could be glorious, isn't it? I could sit here and talk all evening about, about heaven, about eternity. How many of you got some loved ones over there? How many of you got some friends and family members over on the other side? How many of you like me, you believe it's not, it's not long it's not long off? Acts chapter 20, verse 24 fits right in there. It says... Uh, However, I consider my life, talking Paul talking, worth nothing to me if only I may finish my race and complete my task, my assignment the Lord Jesus Christ has given me, the task for the assignment of testifying of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul said, yes, the hardship and the imprisonment is coming. However, I'm going to finish what God's called me to do. I'm not jumping ship. I'm not quitting because something better has come along. I'm not going to live out of my, I'm not going to live just for my own contentment. I'm going to live by my obligation that God has called me to. Paul is saying, I'm going to complete the task or the assignment that God has given me. Can you say amen? Let me wrap this up by saying this that your encounter with God. Is going to require you to walk by faith. Your encounter with God, He's going to give you an assignment, your mission, and your vision that He has for you. How many of you, like me, need a, you just need a fresh encounter of God? You can need, just need a fresh encounter of God. You know, when we, I said the other week, when we get a fresh encounter with God, healing comes. Doesn't it? Healing comes. We get a fresh encounter with God. God gives us favor in our life. Let's bow our heads in prayer as the musicians come and we get ready to uh, we get ready to prepare for um, 
for baptism. You say, Pastor, I heard the little part in there. I might not have heard anything else, but I did hear this, that I'm struggling um, with my past right now. And I need forgiveness in my life right now. You know, I'm, I either walked away from God or I've never experienced walking with God and having an encounter with God. But if you are here this morning and you just say, Pastor, I want to I wanna encounter Jesus Christ in my life. Would you, just lift your, would you just lift your hand up? Just lift your hand up. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. If you're here and you say, I don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior this morning. And Pastor, before you make that transition, would you just remember me in prayer? I want to give my life to Christ today. For the Bible says today is the day of salvation. Tomorrow is not promised to any of us. Even the next hour is not promised to any of us. And Pastor, I want to go to heaven. I want to make heaven my home. If you're here today, just an upslip hand, Father. Just say, Pastor, would you pray for me this morning? Would you just pray for me this morning? I'm not walking with God, and today would be a, a great day that I give my life to Christ. Just slip up your hand quickly. Just slip up your hand quickly. I know that when I was a young man and the pastor gave up to give the invitation, I know the enemy would fight me of making my way to that altar or saying yes to Jesus Christ. The enemy would fight me back and forth. I want to just let you know that it's the greatest decision that you can make in your life this morning if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. I want to give you one more opportunity. If you're here and you don't know Christ, just slip up your hand. Just quickly slip it up and say, Pastor, I don't know Jesus Christ as my Savior. Hallelujah. Well, I, I want us all to... I want us all to stand, and I want us all to lift our hands up uh, to the Lord as we make a transition. How many want a true encounter with God in your life? We want that. We all do, don't we? Grab someone by the hand and let's uh, let's pray together. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we we thank you this morning, Lord. We all. Every one of us stand here in the need of prayer. It's not my mother. It's not my brother. It's not my sister. But it's me, oh Lord, standing here in the need of prayer. That's every one of us today. Father, I'm asking you to, to forgive us of any sin in our life. We admit, God, that we have fallen short of your glory. We ask you to forgive us. We confess our sins before you and ask you to wipe all of our sins away. For now, we're born again Christians. If you're with us and maybe you didn't walk to the altar, you're just struggling so much. I want everybody to pray this prayer together. Say, Heavenly Father, I admit that I'm a sinner. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I confess all of my sins today. Wash me and cleanse me. 
and forgive me of all of my sins. I will walk with you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a hand this morning.